promise, Lord, never again. But I also know that you know what a weak willed person I am. Don't regret this, Lord. I'm a wonderful person. written in the past was written for our instruction so that we may have hope through endurance and through the encouragement from the scriptures. Now may the God who gives endurance and encouragement grant you to live in harmony with one another according to Jesus Christ so that you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ with one mind and one voice. Therefore accept one another just as Christ also accepted you to the glory of God. For I say that Christ became a servant of the circumcised on behalf of God's truth to confirm the promises to to the fathers, and so that Gentiles may glorify God for his mercy, as it is written, Therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles, and I will sing praise to your name. Again it says, Rejoice, you Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, let all the peoples praise him. And again Isaiah says, The root of Jesse will appear the one who rises to rule the Gentiles. The Gentiles will hope in him. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you believe so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. That amen part I I left in there on my own accord. But this is Romans 15 portions of it, verses 4 through 13. Uh, It's the traditional epistle reading for the second Sunday of Advent, all down through the centuries, uh, for for the one-year lectionary at least. But I love how it begins here, that it begins with, for whatever was written in the past was written for our instruction. This, This goes along with, this is where Cranmer got his prayer that we've been praying these last few days. This prayer that talks about having the word be something that we learn, that we grow in, that that it offers to us endurance and comfort. Here it's it's endurance uh, through the encouragement from the scriptures, perseverance, holding fast to them, that we might be encouraged, given given consolation, given strength, and strengthened by it, that we might stand in the face of adversity is how the word speaks to us there. And then he has these few uh, uh, almost benedictions or blessings that, he's, uh, that he offers. First here in 5, Now may the God who gives endurance and encouragement grant you to live in harmony with one another according to Jesus Christ. That, that, that through this endurance, through this encouragement, through this unity that comes in the scriptures, that we might be bound to one another just as Christ has bound himself to us. And through that, then, we glorify God through that unity. And so then he goes on to say, therefore accept one another just as Christ also accepted you. That's part of the lostness that we have of Christmas, the lostness that we have if we we miss out on Advent, miss out on this time of preparation. it's, It's getting to the dessert without having to deal with the vegetables. It, it's, it's loving the cake without having to eat our squash or our lima beans, which many of us would want to throw out anyways. But the, the Advent portion of this,
Christmas is coming to us to remind us of the fact that we might love the whole Christmas season thing. We might love the, the tree and, and the stockings and, and the, the, the nutcrackers and, and all that stuff. We can love that stuff and that stuff can be awesome. But what we find here is that with the mere fact that Christ has come for you, he didn't just come for you, not just only for you, he almost came for your name. He also came for your neighbor. He came for me. He came for that person that you cannot stand. He came for the most unlovable person in your entire life, just as he came for you. And so Paul has this word for us here in Romans to speak to us of uh, to accept one another, to receive one another is another is another way to say it, to welcome one another. Just as Christ has welcomed you. To think of that, that here at this Advent, it's Christ forcing himself into your life to take hold of you, to even take you, is, a, is another way that the verb can be used, to take you. And so then we take one another, receiving one another, desiring one another. So I say that Christ became a servant of the circumcised on the behalf of God's truth to confirm the promises to the fathers. And so that the Gentiles, or the nations, may glorify God for his mercy. This is the point that he's been trying to get at through the large portion of this epistle and through many of the other epistles too, that he's speaking of the fact that these promises of God are not just for Israelites anymore. It's not something that's just confirmed to you by birthright. It's something that's spoken to you by God through Christ as the fulfillment of all the promises given to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And now they are yours, church. Because the majority of us, unless we have Jewish blood in us, we're all Gentiles. We're all part of the nations. That's, that's the real translation of the word. We use uh, Gentiles often, but the word that we really mean is the nations. Every other nation but Israel is what they're talking about here. They're, they're saying that, that we are then to accept one another because of the message of Christ, because of what Christ has done, because of what the scriptures bring to us of this encouragement and this endurance that we find in the promises, the promises that were made to the fathers that are now ours. And so that there is no decision for us to say, well, they're a Gentile, they don't get the promises. That's what we often do. We often decide, we, we create this box of deciding who is in and who is out. And we're not able to do that because Christ is the one who judges. Christ is the one who makes a decision. And by his coming into the world, he's already made a decision that he is here to redeem and save the lost. He's here to redeem and save the sinners, which are all of us, whether Gentile or Jew, slave or free, male or female. And so when he says he became a servant of the circumcised on behalf of God's truth to confirm the promises to the fathers and so that Gentiles may glorify God for his mercy, meaning that the Gentiles receive, we receive the greatest of mercies because we get handed promises that we didn't have a part of before. That the promises come through Christ, through his blood, rather than through any blood that might be coursing through our veins because we got we had the luck to be born in a particular family. And then he lists all these, all these different uh, uh, 
text from, from Psalm 18 and Deuteronomy 32 and Psalm 117 and, and, uh, and Isaiah 11. These different places where it speaks of these promises being given to the nations as well. The, the, the one out of Isaiah 11 is the one that's really dedicated in Advent, right? This root of Jesse. The shoot of Jesse will appear, the, the one who rises to rule the Gentiles. The Gentiles will hope in him. This ruling is not one of subjugation. This ruling is one of love. This ruling is one of offering hope. This hope that will not disappoint us. And so then he, he finishes up this section with another benediction. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy, all rejoicing, all, all gladness, and peace as you believe or as you trust so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That is one of the things that we need, especially at this Advent time, right? This is our, our second COVID Christmas, our second COVID Advent that we're having. And we need to have some place that we can turn for trust, some place that we can turn for hope someplace that we can turn, that we can understand that there are promises given to us that no one can take away. No lockdowns, no mandates, no uh, getting, getting fired from jobs or, or whatnot. That we have a hope that is tied to Jesus the Christ who has come into the world to redeem us, to save us, to hold us fast. That even when others do not accept us, even when parts of the church don't accept us, he comes and he says, you are mine. I came for you. I'm yours. Let us pray. Blessed Lord, who has caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant that we may in such wise hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of thy holy word we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which thou hast given us in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, church, go in peace, serve the Lord, and we will see you tomorrow.